Hey, hey, welcome back to Grow Through What You Go Through. It's Courtney. Um, I think I'm internally Peppa Pig, but anywho, it has been quite some time. I have been taking the longest possible pauses in between episodes, and I am very sorry about that. I'm sorry to myself as well because I wish I was more on top of it. It should be something that is in my routine because I use this as my own therapeutic device for you know when I'm going through stuff and I just want to let things out but it takes a lot of time to plan it I mean those of you that do podcast yourself you know it takes a lot of time and editing and and patience and sometimes we just don't got that so here we are on my nice little break from work we had a nice snow day to kick off our break which is nice I definitely needed that I think that I'm going to be speaking to a lot of people with this episode considering that I try to base it off of what my current feelings or my current circumstances and it will make a lot of sense to those of us in the education field the topic of today is stress that and let me tell you I've been feeling the heat of stress for these past few weeks um yeah so we'll jump right into it so I forgot I wrote this down, but I said, due to the fact that I have some white hair starting, stress. The definition of stress as itself is a state of worry or mental tension caused by a difficult situation. I know that a lot of us have different versions of stress, what they might look like, and there's also different types that kind of fall underneath the bracket. They're the biggest ones that I'm going to kind of focus on are acute stress and chronic stress. There is a difference. There is definitely a difference between daily life stressors and all of that. And I know that there's different brackets underneath, but I'm going to keep it pretty generic for this one and kind of talk about my own personal stressors, what's been currently going on in my own scope of life, my own field, and how it applies to me at work and outside of work. And then I'll kind of talk about other adult stress, like how I might be perceiving other people that are are going through similar stress or how they might react when they're going through stressful moments. Then I'm also going to talk about the kiddos. And then as usual, I will end it with some coping skills on how to handle stress and get us all through these tough times. I know that stress definitely picks up more when it's in the winter too because nights are longer and we feel kind of trapped in the house. And it can. I know a lot of us relate even if some people like winter. I think a lot of us can relate to different points in life when stress picks up so anyways stress so we're going with acute stress first and that definition is stress experienced on a daily basis from minor situations they happen quickly and they fade once the situation circumstance has passed examples of those for those that can't think of the difference between regular stress and acute stress and blah 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 it, it would be like being stuck in a traffic jam uh, getting into an accident, an argument with a friend or spouse, criticism from a coworker, etc. So, acute stress is just like something that just happens, and like we don't know how to regulate because we're not expecting it. It's just kind of coming out of nowhere, and then we have to deal with it in the moment. And sometimes when something gets sprung onto us like that, we don't have much time to like really get like we're, we're stressed, and then we got to deal with it rather than like sitting in it. And some of, some of my typical stressors is that for some reason. This year alone, no matter what time I actually get up, I am, like, I'm always late to work. And I, it's so funny because I'm not actually late, like, my normal time. Like, it's not late for work to start. Like, I'm not 
late to work. But in my brain, because I set myself 10 minutes ahead, I want to be to work 10 minutes before the day starts so I can de-stress before I get into work. And that hasn't been working out because I'll like sleep in an extra 20 minutes or I'll get ready and I want to do something different with my hair. Sometimes I like randomly, like I feel like my brain has personally gotten gotten used to stalling. So I'll like do a random task and see how how fast I can do that before I get out the door. It's the weirdest thing. Like I'll, I'll fold my laundry even though I can do it later in the day or I will read another chapter of my book. Like I'm like I'm literally prolonging it and I'm making myself late in the act and I'm still doing it. It's like I want to like beat the clock, but I keep failing. So I should just not do those things, right? But for whatever reason, that's my little cute stress that I'm causing for myself. Um, <laughs> another example is not being able to pee at work. That causes me so much stress. And it's, again, it's self-inflicted. I can make myself go to the bathroom more, but I tend to say yes to kids more often than like if I'm like walking to the bathroom, they'll start talking to me and I'll just like, oh, come on, let's just go to my office. I don't, I don't take my own time to do that and that is my fault. But that causes stress because then I haven't peed all day and then I get stressed from there. And then another one is that everyone needing me every second and I don't really set that boundary of like, no, like come back later, I have to go to the bathroom or I want to eat or take a break. Nope, I just take it on and that, again, self-inflicted. So my acute stress is very self-inflicted and I'm self-aware of it and I got to fix it. So I'm hopefully returning from break on a different level of being. I'm hoping that I kick, I jumpstart that. And then when it comes to chronic stress, that is a consistent sense of feeling pressured and overwhelmed over a long period of time. And those examples that they provided were being overworked, relationship, consistent relationship problems, death of a loved one, loneliness, major life changes. So those are things that are like over a longer period of time of having to deal with that stress like every day. Like every one of us have, has probably experienced loss in some way and that's a long-term stress that is put on our bodies that is put in our brains that's when people tend to lose a sense of reality they don't want to sleep they're not sleeping well they're not eating well and that is doing a lot of things to your body or they're not working out like they did but it's just like a prolonged sense of time of being hurt basically and just feeling that negative lifestyle has taken over some of my chronic stressors that I just like I've taken my myself out of the box and kind of seen from the outside because sometimes I'm like oh I don't really have chronic stress but that's a full fib and I realize that like I take on continuous demands of adults around me that's my current stress right now it's been like oh I was like oh it's just this week oh it's just this week oh it's just this week every week and I've let it build up on top of me and kind of press me down that I had kind of exploded at work on Thursday before the snow day before this break because I allowed it to get to me. Like, I didn't continue my job well. I I let it take over me. And that was unfortunate that I let that, like, I started fixating on what adults and everybody's thinking of me and my job rather than focusing on the kids, and that's not fair to them. It's not fair to myself. It's not fair to my work. But I really internalized all of that, and I let it turn into a chronic stress that I get anxious even going into work. I love this job. This was my dream job. I don't want to lose it. I don't want things to make me feel like I have to leave, but I've, I've allowed that and that's taken stress on my body. Like I had to take, like I had to take an anti-anxiety extra strength pill before work on Thursday and I still ended up crying at work and that's never been me. 
So that is something that I really want to work on and like take myself out of that stress loop because that's not fair. I also have been dealing with my own struggles with my own trauma work. Like I've been really getting in depth with myself of trying to figure out things and why I am the way that I am and kind of tweak things so that I can be more successful in life. And I had realized that that has consumed me in, in a strange way that I'm consistently like constantly thinking of my trauma and that's also not healthy. I mean, I shut it off during the work day because I focus on those other kids that come into my office and their trauma and things that they're experiencing. But that's a lot of stress that comes on me outside of it. Like when I'm journaling or I'm talking to my therapist or I'm talking to my friends, like things are stewed up or how I talk to my mom and just things that still need to get processed. And that has weighed a lot of me. <laughs> like that has become a chronic stress because that's what I'm constantly thinking of. And then my eating issues get triggered and all of that stuff. And that has turned into chronic stress. That is longer term than that acute stress, like being late to work and yada, yada, yada. So with that being said, like I've noticed that my stress has gone up and it comes out in anxiety. I'm overthinking and I'm not focusing on myself or my job or the kids. Like I start spinning out like of thinking like, I can just see myself when I spiral, I'm like thinking of the situation and it just keeps going and going and I can't grasp on something positive and I lose all sense of everything. And and then all of a sudden there it goes next to the level. I, I, I haven't been able to leave work at work and that has never been me. Like I turned my brain off as soon as I stepped into the parking lot before and now I'm like thinking about it like I'm texting about it. Like as the night progresses, like I'm reaching out to my coworkers or I'm spinning out on the fact that like, oh, I'm having, and then all of a sudden I'm having nightmares about these kids and the adults around me. And that is when it, you know that it's burnout and compassion fatigue, which I've talked about before. And I'm stuck. Like, I feel like I'm very stuck in this current cycle of life. And it just feels very weird for me because I was always one. And like, this job isn't even as hard as my old job. Like my old job was being the therapist for these kids and having prolonged sense of life with these kids. Like I had like, consistently all the really tough kids experienced trauma in it day in and day now and having to help them fix that rather than just getting them through the school day like my current job and I know that there's a lot more different demands as a school social worker but those aren't the things that are stressing me out it's the work environment it's the climate it's the people that don't understand what I'm doing and I just let it consume me so then I'm stressed about what everybody's thinking about me instead of focusing on my job which I am there for and it's just a new sense of life and I'm trying to process that and luckily it's like luckily but not luckily that my coworkers are going through it with me that the other two social workers are also experiencing the same type of thing it's just the way that you look at it so I try to like re, re like refocus and make sure that I am putting it all in the kids but it's it hasn't been easy this past month and that's why I'm taking the time to do this stress podcast um I've also experienced some up and down withdrawals from things and that's that's when like I see myself like backing away from talking in meetings or sharing my input or connecting with the kids like I usually do like I've been shut down like I've been more quiet during their lunches and they're like Miss Smith what's wrong and that sucks like that's not fair to them like they are excited about our time that we spend every day and I'm in my anxiety bubble. I start to, I have, I've been seeing my mood swings. I've been like switching up how I've been doing. Like there's anger all of a sudden and then there's shutdown and sadness 
and emotional shifts all day long and then the physical I feel heart flutters and I feel like I'm shaky or I'm not eating as much as I should be and I just I, I just have noticed that has come out as burnout and that's I, I love taking care of myself I don't want to fall into this hole but unfortunately I am in it Unfortunately, I'm in it, and I just really want it to get to the point where I can refocus again. So I'm hoping this R&R week of doing things for myself, I, have a, like, I just hope that I really figure it out because it's, it's, it's not what I sub- signed up for. Um, I, I know the stress of being a social worker, and I knew that this was going to be what it looks like, especially in a school setting. It's political. There's a lot of things that are fed into it, like teachers are protecting each other, and like that's a whole different beast in itself. And I just have really felt ostracized and isolated and it could be myself like I could be doing this to myself I could be falling out from what I had last year or I had rose-colored glasses on last year and this is what people have actually thought about me and the switching up is normal and they don't they they I don't know I just can't figure it out and that's not my job to like my job is the kids and it's been disheartening because I I, it, like being misunderstood and, and overwhelmed isn't a good combina- combination for someone that's supposed to be helping others. So I've become a little selfish in that aspect and I want to reel myself back in. Like I keep saying, like it, they are so important to me and my job is to be there for them, not anyone else, not myself really. Like this is a selfless job. I'm supposed to be focused on the kids. I do care about my colleagues. I do care about the people I work with, but unfortunately, or unfortunately for them, I'm always going to put the kids first and I should. And that is why we're all there. Like if, if that came to, to an adult and a kid and that needed something from me, I'm going to pick the kid. And that's what they need and they need that. And it's not every man for themselves. It's not like, oh, you get on the lifeboat but first, it's the kids. And I wish some of my colleagues could take a step back and understand that. Like even if they don't understand something or that they feel there's a, a, a lack of control that it's not about them it's about the child and like to reel it back in that these are 11 through 14 year olds or 10 through 14 they're so small they're so young they don't always have the same guidance that we provide at school and we, we need to take ourselves out like they're not like we're the ones that are teaching them to be young adults not just expect it from them if that makes sense so but then there's like another part of me that tries to understand like what the other adults are going through. Like if I'm consumed in my stress right now, what they could be consumed at, com- uh, consumed with. I've seen that there's a lot of other adults on edge. Like I've seen more anger. I've seen more emotional dysregulation and they're taking out and projecting out on others. And sometimes I am that other person on the other side that they seem to be taking it out on or they're venting to. And it's a vicious cycle because it harms me and it harms the kids. Now there's... Imp- there's um, compassion fatigue and burnout and harm to others in their path and like I can see the stress in themselves and I could see them being they're not understanding any of this this what is occurring in our school and what it's being taken out on and who it's being taken out of and not understanding why there's so many like there's not there's a lack of discipline then we have over discipline or they go to the social worker and guidance counselors more, aren't they better? And just thinking that we have a magic wand and not understanding that things take time and then not investing it in it themselves. There's a lot of like, oh, pass it on to the next person. I don't want to get into that. But then expecting them to be a whole different kid the next day. And that's not how it works. Like we are learning. We take, we are learning beings. It takes time. Um, and unfortunately, society has really harmed our abilities to take 
more breaks and regulate and put and help ourselves in order to help others. There's a lot of people that are struggling with their self-care and you can see it like you can see like that societal norm of like nope you got to keep pushing you got to push through all the hard stuff you got to push through the stress you got to keep living you got to keep doing your job and people are losing sleep they're not eating right they're angry they're, and then there we go there's just another cycle that we're creating and then it's turning physical and our mental issues occur and then we take it out on the kids and the kids are not okay and then we're wondering why the kids aren't okay and then we're yelling at the the support team like myself and that is just endless like it's been an unfortunate year there's just a lot of societal changes too where there's a lot more anger or parents not knowing what to do or parents not being involved and that has created what we're currently dealing with and people have lost sight that sometimes we got to step away from the content of school and that we have to focus on the well-being of a child and a well-being of ourselves like we need to take those mental health days we can't feel bad for taking that day off and resuming later on or making us ourselves feel silly that there's a sub sorted, so we need subs to take over our classrooms and they're not enough. And just like focusing on ourselves because if we're too stressed, because stress is the leading cause of death. And I just, I'll never forget when I was sitting in my death and dying class and my professor, like, mind you, I've never smoked a cigarette a day in my life, not once. Right? And I'll never remember or never forget sitting in her class and discussing how stress can kill someone faster than someone who's been smoking for 20 plus years and I about lost my gourd because I and I started crying in class I like was tearing up I was like I am always so stressed you're telling me I'm gonna die before my mom that's been smoking her entire life and I was just flabbergasted and like it makes sense because of what stress does to your body it consumes it 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 makes it it makes it impossible to live if you continuously live in that stress so I remember from that point forward, I really tried to do, reduce it. I, I started to eat better, and I started to work out more and realize that, like, that is for decompression. It's not a chore. Like, I don't have to go to the gym. It shouldn't be a chore. I want to enjoy it, and I want to make sure that I'm okay. Like, I go to bed. I make sure I get eight hours of sleep. Like, I really do try to reduce the stress at the end of the day every day, and I encourage that. We need to do that better so that we can take better care of other people around us as well as ourselves, right? So I try to really understand what these other adults around me are going through. But at the end of the day, like I always fall back on the thing that we are the adults. We should know the skills more than the kids do. And we have to model that behavior. So if all of a sudden we're lashing out in our classroom, right? Like there's this certain person, there's been a few adults that have resort to yelling. And then they get mad that the kids yell back or they're like, there's like becomes a power struggle. So like, yes, you're going through a hard year. But you're yelling at a, a younger child that may also be going through a hard year. When do, since when does two wrongs make a right? And that you all of a sudden are like, I'm the adult, you listen to me as I yell, but that's not fair. You're both going through something. Like, why wouldn't that be a moment of sitting down and understanding where you're both coming from? And I speak like this, and it's unfortunate because my mom has to keep reminding me, or people have to keep reminding me, this is my job. So it comes easy for me to understand that. Like, but for someone that doesn't have that, trauma background or that their whole purpose is teaching that's normal like that's probably how they got through like oh I got yelled at in school and I'm fine now I'm a teacher that you're not realizing that you're currently triggering someone or you got triggered and that you're responding that way and that you've never learned how to regulate your emotions and that's why we're trying to bring in the socio-emotional learning into school 
so you can teach a kid how to regulate in that moment and figure things out for themselves. We're not trying to make these kids, we're not trying to, what's the word that is always used, um, enable kids to be needy and to like try only like never help themselves. That's not what my job is. That's not what the socio-emotional stuff is. It's really trying to teach them to handle those things head on keep them in the classroom, deal with the stress in the classroom. Like our whole point is to not make them come to us anymore, but handle it. But you got to let that process start from the beginning where they might need to come to us from like various reasons. So anyway, speaking of the kiddos next, they, the adults like really do struggle with the kid stress, as I was just saying. And, And then what is too big to a kid may not be big to us as the adults, but it is hurting them. Like that is their whole life. I think the things they break, they bring up are their chronic stressors. Like the, even if it is a breakup or if friends are mad at them consistently, that is big to them. And they're asking and coming to us even though it might annoy us. Like there's moments where I'm like, oh, my God. Like is this for real? Like this is all that you're dealing with. But to them it's their entire world. And they just, they're coming to, to vent. They're try, trying to find solutions. They're trying to ask for help, which we're trying to teach them so that they can regulate on their own. Like some of the strategies that I teach these kids have been phenomenal. Like I just had a little anxious girl that everyone was so worried about her because she has anxious moments. And once she found a landing spot and, and she had used one of the things I had suggested and she talked to the person, like the kid that she was struggling with or she asked for more help and she, it, really made her day like just being encouraged to try a strategy and she did and I was so proud of her and she said it so nonchalantly I'm like that's a huge win for you girl like you did it but if and like maybe she could have figured that out on her own but the fact that she had come to me as the adult and that she used the strategy the next week that was phenomenal like that's what we're supposed to be doing and then their whole point is to use us less like to regulate on their own and be in the classroom and figure things out um and some of the things they can't regulate and they need our consistent help. That's what I'm saying. Like, we have to keep teaching them. And some people are like, oh, my God. Like, I just can't believe it. They're not doing their work. They use this as an excuse. But at the end of the day, they're a kid. And you got to be able to put yourself in their shoes or ask yourself why it's bothering you so much. Because that's a you problem. If you're getting so upset about how a kid is being or your reaction to them or that they're not doing their work and what you need from them, that is coming from you. And we have to, like, they're, like, they're just, like, there's some beings that are so triggered. Like, you have to think of that, like, be put on those little shoes and realize that they might have been yelled at this morning. They might have forgotten to do their work because they didn't get dinner last night. Their mom wasn't home. And they forgot to do their homework and they step into your class and you just asking them, where's your homework? I can't believe it. That sets their entire tone of their life. Like, it's just a constant vicious cycle. And we have to be able to have the empathy for them. And, and put ourselves in there that they're struggling too and that we might be upset, but that is somebody we have to take care of right in front of us. Like they're the little ones that they need the, the consistency and they need the help and the empathy so that they can learn to have empathy for each other or else we're creating this dark world that we already are like seeping into. It's unfortunate. It's not fair. It's not, it's not good to not think of anyone besides ourselves. And like I see, I hear a lot of adults tell the kids like, Stop worrying about your friends. Worry about yourself. But I want that empathy to be there. So it's like a double-edged sword. (sighs) But I think there's a lot of lack of empathy and not understanding that everyone is enduring stress. 
and that we can be better with it and that we need to focus on how to help each other and help ourselves first. Like it has to go back and forth. It sounds very hypocritical if you're listening to this. I'm like, focus on yourself, focus on, focus on the kids, focus on yourself first. Like you find that right balance, but never forget the purpose of being in a school or being a part of society and what your purpose is on how to help people. So I sped through this, but we all know what stress really is. We all know what different versions of it is, but the most important part when it comes to stress is learning the coping skills. The main, the main ones, like I think that we can all think of them, but it's about how you put them into practice and if you take the time to put them into practice, right? So the main ones that I see are getting sleep. We need at least seven hours as adults, I think like nine or ten for kids, to be able to function properly and you need that consistency. There's like there's a, there's a myth that you can catch up on sleep and that's not true. Like the amount of sleep you get each night is all you get. You can't make it up throughout the week and you can't because then you'll oversleep and you're not you're not regulating yourself to base off of the, the eight hours you're supposed to be getting, seven, eight hours. I make sure I promote sleep. I tell kids they need more sleep. I sleep. I come home early from events to make sure that I get my eight hours of sleep because of how important it is because it, it sets the tone of life, like starts with sleep. The next one, eating healthy. If you're not sleeping and you're eating sugar and the bunch of crap, you're done. You're not thinking. Your brain's not functioning. This is internal. Like, you have to take care of yourself on the inside out. And I make sure that I eat very holistically. I am very mindful of what I'm eating in my sleep. Those are the most important to me. And then those of you, you all know that I've been exercising consistently for, like, 12 years straight. I'm on year 12, I'm pretty sure. So I started working out every day in 2012. Yeah, I'm 12 years in of working out every day. I never skip a workout. Sometimes it can be unhealthy. It is my addiction, but I have calmed down a lot of my workouts just to make sure that I'm getting at least 60 minutes of physical activity. And sometimes it's more because I'm walking around the building at day, all day at school. But that those are the top three that are the most important that you, if you find ways to adapt to eating right and sleeping and exercising, you set the tone for a better, like less stressful life. Like there's mornings, morning, mornings. Mornings I wake up and sometimes I spill my coffee and I'm already late and I just laugh because I don't want that to turn into like, I'm going to like drive to work angry. But I get, I laugh. I clean it up like I'm an extra minute late. Oopsies, spill my coffee, didn't get to drink it. Oh, well, get into the car, put on a good song. I know how to regulate in those small acute moments. And then something that I'm trying to do more of and I've already taken too and I've learned to be less guilty is taking those mental health days, like taking time away from work and recognizing when you feel like you're burning out that you need that extra time weirdly they've both been on Fridays I've just I guess I've fallen into a lucky spot but it makes me feel whole it makes me feel better and I don't mean to do that I don't mean to prolong the weekend it just so happened that I needed to take two Fridays off but I would take a Wednesday off if I needed to or a Monday like trying to figure ways out or Tuesday like whatever trying to give myself time if I feel burnout if we didn't have a snow day yesterday. I would have lost my marbles yesterday, and I wouldn't have been fair to anybody, but I felt the burnout coming on. The crying at work, that is new to me. I've cried five times this year, and I've never cried at work before, and I've been in this field for quite some time. I didn't even cry at Party City, and that was a chaotic environment, and I didn't cry, and I was a manager, like, or a front, I was a supervisor, and I still, I, I still can't believe it that I never have cried at work, and, like, I cried in front of my colleagues, and that's really weird for me. <laughs> But we're working on it. 
we want to reduce this the remove the stigma of like needing that like sick day can be a mental health day like take care of yourself um remind and then one of my favorite reminders is that life is not that serious we're making these things so serious when at the end of the day it could be over tomorrow like we're wasting our time fixating on things that we might not even need to be fixating on if that makes sense like move forward like take care of you take care of the people around you and just live like we're allowed to have fun why are we making it so serious that kids are running down the hallway or that why we're pissed off that this happened that way like just let it go you got to let things go in order to, to feel less stress or else you're gonna hurt yourself like the angry people are hurting themselves the ones that are keeping that stress in are hurting themselves like find people that you can vent to figure it out then there's therapy obviously I'm biased because I'm in this field but I always I like to promote therapy having an outside person at different times in life it's really important sorry I'm sipping my tea because I've been rambling but it's somewhere you can go that there's an unbiased opinion of what's going on like if you explain something to someone then they're used to you like oh that's so silly when I explain some of the things that I endure at work to my therapist, she's like, that is why I hate school politics. Like, that's not fair. You shouldn't be treated like that. Like, you've worked your butt off to be this professional, and there's people that are undermining you. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. Like, I let it – I try to let it go, but then that's, like, harmful. But therapy is a place that I really like it because I like having my friends, but I also like having my therapist as an extra person. And I think that's always helpful when you're going through it. And if you're not going through it, just having the outside person. Journaling. Journaling is new to me. It's not what it is. Like I journal. I don't journal every day. I tend to journal more so on the days that I'm stressing. But it's an outlet. Like it's letting it out of my brain so I'm not holding it in. I wish I could journal more on the nice days. But I don't want to sit down and write it all down when I'm enjoying it, if that makes sense. So, But it's a form that I let it out on the bad days. Meditating, that's newer. I, I try to do it. Like I have mindful moments or I take like a minute or two to breathe. And that's my form of meditation. I haven't really gotten into it, but I know that's something that could work for other adults and kids that I don't do, but it could work for somebody else. So it's just a suggestion. Get into nature. I like to keep running even if it's, like, cold outside. I want to be outside. I want to be in nature. I want to be in the trees. I want to breathe in that fresh air. And that's something that I know people really get into too. Um, Another thing is venting to a friend vent to people around you that you just want to let it out and move forward from it be more vulnerable check in with each other help kids take mental and physical health breaks in class like there's so many things that you can interpret into the school day like that and just taking those moments for both of you like if you're having a bad day like one of my favorite things is to tell my students what's going on that I might be in a bad mood or that I'm going through it and I'm not going to go into the details with them I just like feel like a pressure the pressure's on I was like, guys, I'm having a moment. Like, I just need to, like, be more quiet. Can we just be pe- more peace? I love you all, but I don't want to take it out on you, and I'm just feeling it. And then, like, a lot of them are like, oh, we love you, Miss Smith. And they'll give me a hug, which is so sweet. But imagine that. Like, if you're in, having a bad day and you're sitting in, in your class with your students and you just want to cry, like, guys, I need to pause from my, my lesson right now. Like, can we connect? Can we talk about this? How, who else had a bad day? Like, can we take a two-minute break? Can we do a physical break? Like, the jumping jacks or put your head our heads down we'll breathe put on a meditation clock take those minutes I think it's so important because you're connecting with the kids and you're also telling them it's okay to have emotions and that you're having emotions and that we're human and I really 
tell kids, yeah, I speak I speak to those who get it. I talk to my friends that get it, that have the same job as me. We support each other in that, and remind yourselves that everyone has stress. Everyone, like, if you really take those times, like, you can go through, the like, a, a weekly check-in and something I'm going to start doing, like, a monthly check-in with, like, what is something I accomplished this month? What am I looking forward to this month? And then the weekly check-ins is something I'm going to start to is naming is naming something good that has happened or bad that's happened in the past week, like letting it out, name how I'm feeling, how I've been feeling, identifying the triggers of the week, accept the emotions, like really be like, you know what? I was sad today, but I'm good. Like yesterday I was sad Thursday. Yeah. Thursday and Friday I were sad. And then I woke up today just fine. Like I wanted to process those emotions and accept where they were. And that can be something that you can model for your friends and also the kids that if you work with kids. And I think it's just incredibly important to reduce the stress in the life and let things go. And like it's been really helpful having this podcast because this is me this is another way of me letting it go and de-stressing myself and I'm thankful to do that. Like, this is my outlet, even if nobody listens, that this is something. Like, I'm listening to myself, and I'm letting it out. Because things aren't that serious. Like, things can die. Like, you can die tomorrow. So why are we holding on to what somebody thinks of us or what they think of how we're doing with our job when our focus is what's in front of us? Like, I just want to be me. Who cares what other people think of me? They're not me, and they're not going to get it. And that should go for everyone around us. Like, we shouldn't absorb that negativity, negativity, and we shouldn't hold it in because that can physically really hurt us and mentally really hurt us so anyhow there goes my another ramble of the week maybe hopefully I'll get in another one before the end of the week maybe there'll be two within the next week <laughs> but again take care of you if you have this week off if you're in the education field enjoy your break breathe and let's restart let's not focus on what's been bad and let's move towards a more positive rest of the year All right, thank you for listening to Grow Through What You Go Through, and I will see you guys soon. Bye.